0: Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Back to the show. Welcome to episode number 72 of the Giant Take Podcast. I am Josh and I am always joined by my co-host Alex. So, here's the deal. We are recording after the two games. uh, Not our game. No, no, no. It is after the Washington football team Dallas cowboys off the Eagles game. Washington football team... Played against the Carolina Panthers. They lost. Yes. Win number one. Philadelphia Eagles played against the Dallas Cowboys. Philadelphia Eagles, they lost. Yes. All right. Now we are sitting here. We're going into week 17 with a chance to make the playoffs. We'll get into it. The good, the bad. Most of the good coming from the other games, but the bad coming from against the Ravens. We'll get into all of it. Giant take, episode number 71. Two. Which one? Starts right now. Okay, we are back. Alex did, in fact, inform me that it is episode number 72. So there you go. Alex, how are you doing? Well, we'll start with that right off the bat. I don't need to do any more, any more uh, talking.
1: I'm doing good today, Josh. You know, as much as the Giants did get creamed um, over the weekend, uh, or, you know, today when we're recording this, um, against the Baltimore Ravens, the Cowboys did win. The Washington football team did lose. And that means that the Giants playoffs hope playoff hopes are still somewhat alive. They are alive. Um, but you know, it's gonna be difficult. We'll go through the scenarios basically to keep it simple. We'll talk about it more later. Philadelphia has to beat the Washington football team, and we have to beat the Dallas Cowboys, and we are going into the postseason. That's pretty simple. Will it happen? We're you know, we'll look into that next episode more specifically. Um, you know, today's just more recapping. This game, Uh, maybe we'll talk a little bit about the Cowboys-Eagles game because there are some interesting bits in there, Um, but in general, okay day. I was upset. I was a little bit upset earlier. Yes, you know, we were kind of expecting the Giants were not going to do well, but still disappointing to see them get annihilated um, pretty much, and I, I felt disappointed then. I'm a little bit happier now. I'm now at a nice center mood, and I'm ready to get into today's episode.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm ready to get into it. And we can't, like I said, we're, we're going to talk about the good and the bad. And we're going to start out with the bad. Because there was some bad today. And we can't just ignore that because maybe we'll be able to get into the playoffs. The Giants get creamed once again, this time by the Baltimore Ravens. 27-13, their last three weeks, I believe the Giants have combined for 20-21 points. Uh, and we saw this earlier in the season where we weren't able to get a touchdown in a good amount of quarters. Quarters. I think in this game it was nine. I think the last time we got a touchdown it was like nine quarters. Alex might be able to help me out on that, but I think it was nine. Yeah, it was nine. He, he just helped me out so that there's. We haven't been able to score this season, and I think you know we're gonna have a lot of off-season episodes to tell you about that. And I think that's gonna be our main thing in my review of the season is that if you go game by game, we were very. Uh, you know, relying on the defensive side of the ball team this season. We were not able to get a lot of points on the board, whether that's because of Saquon Barkley being out or number one player on the offense, and that's there's no denying that, I think. If you want to talk about Daniel Jones with this constant amount of injuries, you could talk about that, and our lack of receiving core, which I'm sure we'll be able to get to, um, you know, in the draft and, you know, along that, like, line of stuff. And And basically, all I want to say is that we expected this. Uh, we didn't give a score prediction, actually, in the um, you know, in, in the last episode, but I'm sure we would have been giving something around this area. Um, but I do want to get into Daniel Jones' good game, because he had a good game uh, in this one. Alex and I, that's one thing that we agree on, which we very rarely do agree on with Daniel Jones. Uh, I, I thought he had a really good game. Or no, a good game. He had a good game. Average, between average and good. He had a good game. I'm giving him that. So that's all I want to really touch on for right now. Let's see what Alex says here to get me a little riled up.
1: I think this game really showed a lot of what we knew from just the last game against the Browns. Also, this defense is not perfect quite yet. It's not a top 10 defense quite yet. Um, as much as Patrick Graham is a very good defensive coordinator, you know, sometimes we're a bit caught out in this zone that we play constantly and pretty much only zone, um, and that, we, you know, our opponents are starting to figure us out a little bit there, so he's going to have to, you know, prepare something a little bit different for Dallas, I think, um, and I think also what we learned is on offensive side, we don't have any weapons, we don't, you know, Daniel Jones, I felt bad for him today, he was, he got sacked, what, six, seven times, something like that, I believe it was six, um, and, you know, you can't have your quarterback taking that many sacks, and you know what, we talk about his injury problems, maybe that's part of it. Um, and, you know, he has to scramble out of the pocket in order to save his life every single time. Um, and, you know, that was where his injury took place, right on a scramble. So I think that that's part of the issue. The offensive line did not look good. Cam Fleming was awful. I mean, not that that's a su- surprise to anyone, but he was awful. So that's definitely something you look at later. What's the other tackle position going to look like? Um, you know, is Matt Perrick going to step in? He didn't look particularly good when he was in there either. So there's a lot of problems on that offensive line still. Um, And then you look at the main problems, which is the receiving core, and you look at what we've been saying for, what, weeks now? We need a number one receiver. We don't have one. Darius Slayton's a solid number two. Sterling Shepard's a solid number two. Golden Tate is solid when he shows up. Um, I know Josh disagrees on that, so maybe he'll be riled up about that. But I think he shows up when he's on the field and sometimes makes a big play here and there. Um, no, But he's going to be going after the season quite clearly. And uh, yeah, so, you know, we need that number one guy, whether that's in free agency, Allen Robinson, Kenny Galladay, or uh, someone in the draft as well.
0: Yeah, no, so so my uh, my feeling on Golden Tate is that if, if you want to go to all season mode already, I'm still in the regular season. We have a game on Sunday to play um, that could decide the NFC East, and I'm trying to be positive with that because – you know, Washington could definitely beat the Eagles, who are now out of the, the playoffs or, or playoff contention. They can't even make it to the playoffs. They're eliminated. Um, yeah, Golden Tate needs to be cut from the Giants. So that's a simple fact, and I just I I can't hear it anymore uh, about him and the Giants. He's done. I, I don't want him on the team anymore. So anyway, going back to, to the game, so I, I think it definitely showed a lot of things, and I think the offensive line was the main thing. Poor Daniel Jones in this game. Uh, we both felt bad for him, but I mean, I want to go into his stat line: twenty four for forty one, two hundred fifty two yards, average six yards, and then he finally got a touchdown and no interceptions or fumbles, which is very big for Daniel Jones. And that finally evens his ratio, I think, at nine and nine with nine TDs and nine picks. Yes, he is not the biggest thrower in the red zone. We like to run the ball a lot, but I think that it 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 at least makes something look better on the stat line overall. And I think that he actually played very well when he was under pressure. He had one play where there was a blitz coming right towards him, and he made, like, a little stutter step to the left side, I think, and got the ball on a perfect play. He had some rollout passes that looked very good. And he spread the ball out nice. Obviously, we have Sterling Shepard getting a few catches. Um, He led the team in catches and yards. He got the touchdown, obviously. Evan Ingram, our pro bowler. You know, Evan Ingram and James Bradbury are two pro bowlers. A lot of uh, people like to talk about Evan Ingram as a questionable decision. He had seven catches for 65 yards. Dante Pettis stepped in there. I fin- I asked Bobby last episode, where is Dante Pettis? Well, he was out there. Our new Odell Beckham wearing the number 13. Didn't expect that. Wayne Gallman, Darius Slayton, G.J. Board had a catch. Wayne, uh, uh, you know, um, all- Alfred Morris had a catch. And then Austin Mack could have had a catch, but he dropped that freaking pass. That was so annoying. Um, And I think that Daniel Jones played well in this game. Daniel Jones in this game showed what he can be. Um, And that's a very reliable, you know, pretty average quarterback. And that's really all I have to say to to really take away from this game is Daniel Jones' performance. Besides that, it was just all negatives, I think, from there. It was like Alex, Alex, you already mentioned this, sorry, but, you know, defense is... Just okay was just okay against this team, and yes, it's the Baltimore Ravens. We have really good Lamar Jackson, their rushing game, who gets about two hundred yards a game, and but the defense wasn't good, and the offensive line once again gave Daniel Jones no time. So those are my takeaways from the game.
1: So someone who's very popular on this podcast, Isaac Yottam was someone who I wanted to mention. Um, You know, he's known to be well not very good, and he, you know, he had some decent performances the past couple weeks. We're giving him some breaks. But today, it was the tackling. It wasn't the covering. It was the tackling that really killed us. He missed two, maybe three. There was clearly two tackles that he absolutely should have made and he missed, and that actually caused the uh, Ravens to be able to get a first down. From him, it's just got to be better. I don't know what we should be expecting from him. But from a player in the National Football League, I believe they should be able to tackle someone um, I think that's the bare minimum, so he should be doing better there with the fundamentals of football, like Joe Judge always likes to mention. Um, so him, he was terrible. Um, I don't know, Josh, do you have anything, any thoughts on him and his amazing performance?
0: Well, Isaac Yanam, I don't really want to get to because I'm sure you'd love to cover that on the podcast. I want to shy away from Yanam, and I actually want to go to a person that has – kind of transform this offense into this low scoring and I'm not going to all blame it on him but it's going to be Jason Garrett and I think he's someone we're going to need to cover in the offseason a little bit but I want to go to it you know a tiny bit now since you mentioned the offseason a little earlier in the episode is do we want Jason Garrett really staying here as the offensive or or the uh, offensive coordinator yeah and I don't Um, he can get a job somewhere else we can fire him we can do you know, whatever he wants to do, he wants to leave, that's good. I do not want him as our offensive coordinator. I don't believe this was a Joe Judge hire. You see how they kind of the other coaches kind of fit in Joe Judge's scheme with, you know, Kitchens and with um Pat Graham on the defensive side and was it, Brian Burns, the running backs coach. They, they they're part of the Joe Judge scheme, I feel like. And Jason Garrett just doesn't fit in that area. I think it was a good hire at the time. It looked good, you know, and a former head coach is coming to do the offensive coordination for the Giants, right? But it did not pay off. And I think he doesn't fit with Daniel Jones well. His play calling has not been good this season. And I think we need to move on from him. So that's why I wanted to uh, kind of interject there and ask your thoughts on um, whoa, on Jason Garrett. forgot his name and I just went on like a two-minute tangent about him.
1: So the play call that really stands out for me during this game is this screen pass that, you know, Jason Garrett calls, obviously, and it's like a cross field, 30 yards, you know, horizontal screen pass. It was ridiculous. It was a loss of what, five yards or something for Sterling Shepard. But what kind of play call is that? What kind of like, what was Jason Garrett possibly thinking? And it's some of these play calls. I mean, we've talked about them throughout the season, right? There was One where he decided to throw deep on third down. He had no short routes where it was like third and one. He decided to throw a bomb like 40 yards down the field. And that was like the first read for Daniel Jones. All sorts of confusing calls throughout the season. I don't think he stays. I think him and Joe Judge have different ways of, you know, looking at the game. And I think Joe Judge is slightly more aggressive. And I think Jason Garrett's a little bit too conservative for this team. And I'm not sure that... He fits with Daniel Jones. Um, I actually thought that, you know, Pat Shermer might have been, his play calling style last year might have been better suited for Daniel Jones than this current scheme that uh, Jason Garrett's trying to run on offense. Um, As much as Pat Shermer was terrible, obviously, as a head coach. Um, But yeah, I I don't think Jason Garrett stays around if I uh, were to guess. And really, who knows about Gettleman either. I know I'm just going into random topics now. Um, He's on the hot seat, especially if he doesn't get this playoff berth I think if he does his job is safe and uh we'll see what happens though next Sunday but yeah Jason Garrett I think he needs to go he might be more of a Gettleman pick actually speaking of Gettleman it seems like something that Gettleman might have done you know told Joe Judge hey why don't you get this guy he's a former head coach he can help you out as a rookie head coach and you know check him out see what he can do um for you and that that's kind of my thinking behind it but who knows maybe Joe Judge really liked the idea of having him also
0: I have no idea, but I I, I think he, he's done, and I don't—well, I don't well, I don't know if he's done. I want him to be done. I don't want him to be our offensive coordinator anymore. And Joe Judge, look around. Make the hire that you want. I think I'm done with this recap of the game, Alex. When, when you're up next, you can let me know if there's anything else you want to cover against the Ravens. But one quote I have from Joe Judge, and then let's go on to, once again, the NFC East standing stuff. We have a quote from Joe Judge in the press conference saying, In terms of where this team is headed— and what we have been able to accomplish this year, in terms of the foundation, the culture, we have improved a lot of playing across the board. Judge said, I feel like that we are on the right track and moving in the right direction. Well, if three straight losses proves that, um I'm guessing I'm guessing he's saying next year, and he sees things that maybe not all of the fans, including us, see on the field, maybe in the locker room in practice that he sees that he thinks it'll help the Giants in the future, and that's great. So, you know, and, you know it, I, I bet you all had coaches that are rebuilding say that, but for some reason, and I do it every week, but for some reason I trust Joe Judge and what he just said there. So congratulations, Joe Judge, you earned my trust. So if you see something there in the locker room, even though right now we've been on this three-game losing streak, that's fine with me, and I believe him, <laughs> to be honest. We'll go on to the NFC East now. So here's the deal. Giants are sitting in third. Washington football team six and nine. Dallas Cowboys six and nine. Giants five and ten. Eagles four, ten, and one. Mentioned it earlier. Philadelphia Eagles are out of the playoffs. They have now been eliminated from the playoffs. Next weekend, and this is all gonna be Sunday at one o'clock, so we're gonna have to unless unless they're moved, because there could be a possibility that one of them's moved to like four twenty five or maybe a, a night game like Sunday Night Football when they did with the Browns and the Giants. Uh, and that also didn't work because then it turned to like the Freddy Kitchen Revenge game because, you know, the Giants players was out and Colt McCoy was starting. Um, and although Beckham wasn't playing, that, you know, that would have been a big thing. But the deal is both teams are going to play at once, So we're going to have to watch, you know, Giants fans are going to have to watch games simultaneously uh, if they really want to keep up with with both games. Giants, Cowboys, next week. Cowboys do have the um the the win loss like the win loss against the Giants to the series sorry I forgot the word for that um with one nothing they won the first game earlier this season but that does not matter if the Giants win this game and the Washington football team loses to the Philadelphia Eagles since the wash since the Washington football team got swept by the New York Giants this season in the series two nothing the Giants will make it to the playoffs which is insane with a 6-10 record. It, that's just crazy. Um, with the Washington football team win and a New York Giants win, doesn't mean anything. So that's, that's, that's basically it. Doesn't, it's not like all the things that we had to go through uh, previewing this game. It's a uh, Washington football team win they're in. If the Washington football team loses, the winner of the Giants-Cowboys game will make it to the playoffs. That's all I have.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a crazy Sunday. I'm kind of hoping one of them gets flexed to either Sunday Night Football, um, maybe something like that. I don't know who's on the schedule for Sunday Night Football or Monday Night Football next week. Um, I don't know, Josh, if you want to take a look at that, if it's any big game or might be something that's not, so maybe they decide to change it. But I think Cowboys-Giants would be a really nice Sunday Night Football or Monday Night Football thing um, to put on. And I think that would be exciting if that were to happen. I kind of wish that – you know – I kind of want the Giants to play first. I don't think they would in that case, though, because I don't think the Eagles game would get Eagles-Washington would get flex because of the fact that the Eagles are out of the playoffs. So I think we would be playing after, and who knows, at that point, you're kind of risking it and hoping that the Eagles win. If they don't, you know that the game doesn't really matter. Um, So that would kind of suck. But I don't know. Josh, do you know who's on Sunday Night Football?
0: So, Alex, here's the deal. There is no team playing sunday night or monday night from what i have here on the schedule and this might be wrong but there's only two four o'clock games um so that's the deal it's all the games are most at most of them are at one and then there's one two three games at four o'clock that's what's in front of me so if they want to move one of those to sunday night maybe they will we'll see what happens uh and I could be wrong, Alex, you can check. But yeah, that that's basically it. So I actually rather have them all playing at one, to be honest. And I think maybe following both games might might be um might be good. But yeah, no game Sunday night. No game Monday night. So we'll see if one of them gets gets flexed, but I definitely I, I actually want both games at one o'clock just for, for some reason. I don't know. I, I I would be so nervous if it came down if Washington lost on Sunday night. I don't know. I, I don't even wanna Think that way. We'll preview it more on Thursday, special guests uh, on Thursday as well. So stay tuned to that episode, Giants vs. Cowboys preview. But for right now, let's go to the outro. All right, so... TheGiantTake.com, you can go check it out. Alex will talk to you a little bit about it. I have a new blog post out about the Knicks' first game this season. I'm actually watching them right now as they play their second game against the Bucks. which, by the way, they're up at halftime. And obviously, you'll know by the time this episode is released who won, who lost, but they are up at halftime, so I'm happy about that. But go check out that article. Alex, go
1: ahead. TheGiantTake.com, we have blog posts up there, like Josh just mentioned, new one out. So go check it out. Um, also, we have episodes, so you can go listen to our episodes there if you can't listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever else you listen to this podcast. Um, and also on the homepage, there's a uh, little form you can fill out to join our newsletter, which will give you updates on episodes and blog posts, um, or in anything else important, uh, any announcements, etc. And if you click support the podcast, that'll take you to our Patreon, patreoncom slash take which has a two-dollar tier. Um, which will give you fan requests, private community, and a shout-out on the podcast, and that really helps us out. Um, Josh, you want to go to the Twitters?
0: Go follow Alex on Twitter at anorian 23 Go follow me on Twitter at josholo29. And also, while you're on Twitter, go follow the Giant Take Pod on Twitter. We have game updates on there. You'll find out firsthand when the new episodes and new blog posts come out, so go follow us there. Really appreciate it. Also, go follow on Twitter Talking Blues Pod, that's a Chelsea podcast we do with our friend Peter, and also Alex is on there as well, so go check it out. Um, Chelsea lost. The Giants lost. Look what happened. Um, so if you, if you're listening, if you've been listening to the giant take, you know, that Chelsea and Gi- the giants, for some reason had been linked, uh, in the winning and losing and, or of, re- of recently at least, or, or I think when they were winning, yeah, both teams were winning. So yep. Chelsea lost on Saturday and the giants lost here on Sunday. So some similarity there, um, once again, Go follow us on Twitter at the Giant Take Pod. Go follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Giant Take. Please share with one friend. Please share with your friends and family. Share on your social medias. Be sure to tag us at the Giant Take Pod on Twitter at the Giant Take if you're going to do it on Instagram or Facebook. And um, yeah, that's, that's all for me. Subscribe wherever you're listening. Drop a five star rating or review. Really help us out. That's going to do it for this episode.
1: That's a wrap for episode number 72 of the Giant Take Podcast. I've been your host, Alex, always joined by Josh, and we'll see you next time with another Giants preview.